Hey guys, in today's episode, I am joined by Steve Radzewski, the co-founder of one of my favorite companies in the EDM scene, Electric Family. Electric Family not only makes electronic music apparel and accessories, their focus is on making a positive impact on society and raising money for various global charities through their sales. Today, Steve shares with us more about Electric Family's origins, what charities they're working with, and where he sees them heading in the future. We have a lot to get through in today's episode, so let's get into it. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for being here. Happy Wednesday. I hope you all had an incredible Labor Day weekend. I hope you enjoyed some time off and, you know, had a little fun, relaxed. Maybe we're outside this weekend. Uh, I definitely was getting into some things, you guys. I announced uh, on Instagram, and I know a couple of you guys, if you've been following along with me, know this already, but I just bought my first home, which was super exciting. It was a very long process to close on this house, so it finally happened this past weekend. So I spent this weekend uh, moving things in and demoing a bathroom. (laughs) So that was super fun. Still very much in the process. I've got to go over there after I finish recording this episode, but that is what I have been up to. It's going to be a very busy September. Um, I'm really excited about it. I hope you guys are excited about this month as well. I love spooky season. Halloween is coming up. It's my favorite time of year. It's my absolute favorite holiday, you guys. So, so many things to look forward to. Along with this episode, I can't even tell you guys how honored I am to be working on this episode today. Um, As I mentioned earlier in the intro, Electric Family is such an incredible company in the EDM community. I absolutely love what they're doing. I love what their message is. And I was seriously super honored to sit down with Steve and have this conversation and learn a little bit more about him and his involvement. He is the co-founder of Electric Family and just learn about what they're up to, what charities they're working with what's been going on for them during quarantine, how that's affected their business and where they see themselves going in the future. The future is very bright for them. They've got a lot going on. You guys are going to hear that today. So I'm excited to get into things. But before we do that, thank you guys so much for being here. I would absolutely love it if you guys would rate and review on iTunes. I'm going to be announcing the giveaway winner uh, because the contest ended today so I'm pulling the winner today and I will announce that in next week's episode you guys. So stay tuned Listen for your name. There's going to be two winners who are going to win two items off of the new merch line that is hopefully dropping this month, you guys. All right. I hope it's coming. I'm so excited to finally get that out there. But yeah, stay tuned for next week's episode. Um, You guys can also subscribe on YouTube if you want to watch the interviews. It's youtube.com slash Emma Capotis. And if you want to stay up to date with myself and the podcast, you can always follow along with us on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. And of course, come and join the the Facebook group, guys. It's the best community ever. You guys are popping off over there. We recently hit 400 members, which is incredible. So if you guys want to meet other ravers, have conversations about the episodes, or just chat about anything EDM and music festival related, come join the Rave Culture Cast community group. 
Um, and we also have a dedicated YouTube channel for the podcast now, Rave Culture Cast Clips, if you want to watch weekly highlights. And I always am going to have a bonus clip from all of our guests that come on that is not aired anywhere else but the YouTube channel. So you guys can go subscribe over there. So I think that's all I have. Um, upcoming submissions that I am still collecting for. I'm going to be bringing back hashtag ask Emma anything. I believe this is part four in the series. So you guys control the episode. It is completely based on your emails, your submissions. So ask whatever questions you want and I will juggle through a whole bunch of different topics and answer your questions. So that's going to be really exciting. Um, I'm also going to have a guest on that episode to help me answer them. So please email me your questions to raveculturecast at gmail.com and we will be getting through those in a few weeks. All right, last up here is our listener of the week. So I'm currently out of nominations, you guys. Again, this is completely based on your submissions. So if you have somebody in your life that you would like to shout out, they deserve a little, you know, pep talk or a little hype session, Definitely send me an email to raveculturecast at gmail.com and send a cute little message about who you're nominating and why, and I will gladly read that in an upcoming episode. So today I picked my own. It's somebody in our community that I really wanted to highlight and celebrate, and that is Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott is a super involved member of our community. He's always participating in the conversations in the Facebook group. Um, and he started these really fun posts. Uh, it was basically like pick a quarantine house. And there were like six different houses or something like that. Maybe even nine, actually. And there's different DJs in the houses. And he did a techno one. And he did a house artist house. And that just like popped off in the Facebook group. It was really fun to play along with that. So I really appreciate the effort that you always put in, Chris. He's so positive. He's so fun. And I'm really excited to have him as a part of this community. So I just wanted to shout Chris out today, guys. So go show him some love. Chris Elliott in the Facebook group. Uh, you are our listener of the week. All right. Without further ado, I want to get into this interview with Steve. Again, he is the co-founder, president of Global Sales and Artist Relations, so today we're going to learn a little bit more about him, how he started Electric Family and like where the idea came from, how they got up until this point, what they started with. And again, I feel like they're a pretty well-known brand in the EDM community. Like I said, I've been a big fan of them for years. I have a couple of the artists bracelets. So if, if you guys aren't familiar, basically they have these bracelets that they team up with uh, different artists. Um, they have a ton of different DJs. So I have like an Elenium bracelet, a Seven Lions bracelet. I have Alice in Wonderland. I have Nightmare. And part of the proceeds from the bracelets go to various charities. And I actually learned a lot more about which charities they're working with and why today. So that was really exciting. And I just think it's incredible. Like they're not just an apparel company. They're not just an accessories company. They really are trying to make this a movement and make a positive impact in, on society and have people be more conscious about where they're spending their money. And I just think it's incredible. And I've really wanted to do something related to charity on this podcast and I haven't yet so far. So I'm very excited to share their story today. You guys can go follow them at Electric Family on Instagram and check out their website. They also sell art artist merchandise as well. So if you guys are a fan of like Anjuna Fam, there's Said the Sky, there's Elenium. I think they have Chris Lake stuff on there. So definitely go check them out. And please join me in welcoming Steve Brodzewski to the podcast. Hello. Hey, hey. Good morning. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm so excited to have you here today. I am excited as well. 
Awesome. But just to get started, I would love if you could share um, just a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and then what you do with Electric Family. Sure. So yeah, my name is Steve Brzezuski. I'm originally from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Nice. Uh, grew up in Michigan, went to college at Bowling Green State University, played hockey there in Ohio. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, lived, oh man, lived in Ohio, in Europe, in Poland, in Vegas, in Scottsdale. Wow. Now <laughs> in Los Angeles. Okay, cool. And you played hockey too. What, what's your big team now? Who do you root for? <laughs> to be honest, um, I played pro a little bit after hockey and after growing up and watching so many friends become pros, I, I started to cheer for my friends. So awesome. I, still have, I still have some friends playing, but I think right now this playoff, I'm cheering for Philadelphia Flyers, Colorado, and nice. Las Vegas. But I usually cheer for Detroit Red Wings because I grew up around them in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Right, right. Okay. As far as Electric Family goes, could you just give us a little bit of a background? Um, I know you're a co-founder. So how how did you get this started? What was the inspiration behind everything? The inspiration okay. behind the brand was basically we went to Miami with some friends and went to Ultra. And we felt that there was an unmet need in the merchandise area so like mm -hmm. that year at ultra the only clothing you could get was basically like a neon green t-shirt that said eat sleep rave repeat or <laughs> i party with sluts or something like ridiculous, yep. you know yeah so like god there's like nothing you can buy to wear outside of that party that doesn't make you feel like a complete you know out outcast mm -hmm. so it was very conversational because we nobody wanted to buy anything because you couldn't wear it outside of the festival and not be looked at or frowned upon right so we had a conversation we're like uh let's do something in the music industry let's let's be a dj duo I'm like no let's be <laughs> let's start a nightclub I'm like no we need money for that yeah we're like let's start a brand and we're like wait a minute let's talk more about that and so mm -hmm. then the conversation carried back to when we all got home and then we there was five of us that got together and we said, let's do this. We came up with the name Electric Family, which stood for uh, a, something that we came up in like a brainstorming session. So mm -hmm. the name Electric was like, name a word that can describe your feeling when you get to a festival for the first time. So you go into mm -hmm. Coachella or EDC for the first time. It's like the lights, the sounds, the people, the energy, the music. It's yep. exciting. And the best word was electric. Right. And the, the word family came from uh, the people that you go with to these events are always your closest friends. They know you better than your parents, mm -hmm. they know everything about you. And that's your real family. I mean, those are friends that you'll have for life. Right. And, uh, you go and experience these things with them. And so electric family just became the name of that experience. And so when we wanted to bottle up that experience at the event, take right. it away start a brand, open up that bottle and release that feeling and those emotions on apparel and athletics. And if anyone's ever been to one of these events, you know that that is a positive experience. Mm -hmm. And so we did a lot of like distributing positivity since 2012 is our slogan. And uh, we've always been all about the positivity, giving back to charity. And um, it's, it's been a, a great journey so far. That's so awesome. And were you a raver before like how did you get involved in the dance music scene were you more of an occasional person at a music festival good question so <laughs> I was always a musician when I was younger I played guitar I was like the biggest Kurt Cobain fan on the planet nice. um then 
in high school, I kind of transitioned out of music a little bit and I was a very good athlete and I was just, you know, diehard athlete, really dedicated. And, but when, when I was playing hockey, we always listened to music in the locker room before games and blasting it to get pumped up for the games. And it was always, it was always the same stuff over and over and over in like ACDC, Metallica, you know, stuff like that. And then eventually, um, when I was in college, electronics started to make a push. And there was only like three or four of my buddies on the team that were pro electronic. Everyone else was starting to go into like the 50 cent and like hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, the, or just keep the traditional rock and roll. Right. And then we, I, I mean, I basically just started getting into uh, like Tiesto, Paul Van Dyke, Ian Van Dahl, Cosmic Gay back in the day. Yeah. And, and I ventured to a few places to kind of see some live and then, um, but yeah, it kind of came into my life. Electronic music came into my life through hockey. And then my first actual festival was EDC the first year it came to Vegas. Okay. <clears throat> and I haven't missed one since in nice. Vegas. And, uh, but yeah, that changed my life. I couldn't believe the, the mass scale of, of the electronic events and how cool it was, how friendly the people were met so many great people, made instant friends right away. And it was just um, such an amazing experience. And uh, I mean, it's, it's, if anyone's ever been to one, you just, you know what I'm talking about. Exactly. You got to go. Yeah. Is that, is that your favorite festival at this point? To be honest, <laughs> my favorite event is Burning Man. Okay. By, by far. I mean, it's just yep. there for a week. You meet so many people. Money means nothing there. Everyone is equal. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no VIP. It's all you're there and you experience, right. you know, everything. And if you don't have something, the playa provides. People give you something if you need something. Right. It's just an environment that you can never experience anywhere else. Nobody can touch yeah. it. Nobody can come close to it. So sure. that's my number one. But I would say, like, EDC and Coachella are definitely up there. And um, Awesome. Yeah, those three are ones I think I'll continue to go to for sure. Awesome. Well, it seems like there's a common theme in your life, like a very heavy influence of community around all that, especially with Burning Man. I think it's such an interesting event in general. We did an episode diving into the inside, like in and outs of Burning Man. But um, that's one thing about Electric Family I wanted to highlight on too, because it's not like on the surface, it's a streetwear brand or accessories for the EDM community, but it's more than that. I know you guys call yourselves like a gra grassroots movement. Um, and it is just like a community and family. So how has the growth been for you since 2012? In the beginning, it was slow because with any brand that you start, um, a lot of, you know, word of mouth and marketing has to go like fall into place for you in order to grow. Right. So our first year, I mean, we did one event where we vended there and we were just kind of getting the word out and we started our website in 2012 in September uh, we founded the brand in March 2012, went live with our website and products in September. And yeah, it was, it was slow, like just friends and family were buying products in the beginning and then even through 2013. Mm -hmm. But then we, we added clothing and we started to have, you know, like a little bit of help from Instagram back in the day because everyone got to see your post back then. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and there was a lot of genuine people that really caught on early and they were posting about us. We weren't even asking for shout outs. People would just repost our brand. They'd get products, post about it. And right. in a way they were influencing with, you know, our products for us without us asking. And uh, before the word influencer even existed. Right. 
excuse me. And you started with bracelets as well, right? Correct. Okay. And our big moment was in 2014, we came up with our big idea, which was uh, the first year and a half, we just kind of put our own logo on the bracelet. It meant if you bought it, you supported the music community and we donated proceeds to charity. And then uh, shout out to our homies Adventure Club. They gave us the first opportunity. We went to them and uh, my partner Drew and I had dinner with Layden in Scottsdale before a show. Mm. And um, we asked him if we could do a test. We could put his logo on a charity. They pick a charity. They picked a charity called Fuck Cancer. And we released the product and it absolutely crushed it. And it wow. was, he was dating Yasmin from Cruella at the time. And Cruella at the time was just uh, releasing their Get Wet album. And it was probably the top album in, in the country for a while. Yeah. And, uh, so then next we did Cruella, that bracelet absolutely crushed it. And then <laughs> after that, there was people literally calling us, hey, we want to do a bracelet with you, love what you're doing. And then it was, I think we released two new bracelets for the next two years every month. Wow. And then, then we, you know, we started to expand a little bit recently. We did uh, a couple of like hip hop R&B bracelets we did a couple Latin pop bracelets. Oh. So we're, we're continuing, obviously, to just focus on electronic. And mm-hmm. but a merchandise in our artist, in our new artist merchandise superstore has been uh, a really cool initiative that we started. But it's been, since the day one, the bracelets have always been our bread and butter. And that's what we're known for. That's amazing. I know you guys have worked with so many incredible artists. And it is really awesome for me. I'll just go through and click just to see what each of their charities are as well, because that's obviously a huge part of it. But that was from the beginning, that was a part of it, right? You always wanted to donate to some sort of charities like globally, correct? Sure. sure. Yeah, always. I mean, we always just wanted to make a positive impact and give back and help as many people as possible. That was always the goal from day one. That's amazing. And how do you, how did you approach the merch line? Cause I know you do sell a couple of different artists. Like I know Anjuna is represented in Chris Lake. I'm a big fan of, so how did that come about and how involved are you with some of the merch lines? Um, we're, we're all very involved as far as like the overall day to day, but I mean, the merchandise part of it is kind of a separate business. So top drawer merch is our sister company and it's actually our parent company now, but um, top drawer is the company we service artist merchandise, like a white label service. Got it, okay. Electric Family is our own brand. So it's kind of two separate businesses under one roof. Got it, okay. And I was going to ask you, I know, you know, given the pandemic, it's different, but what is a day in your life like? Can you walk us through what your day-to-day is? Wow, (laughs) day-to-day, there's a lot. I wear a lot of hats. So I'm doing a ton of business development, speaking to new clients, trying to, you know, get more collaborations for the brand, get mm-hmm. more clients for top drawer. Um, I'm doing ongoing, you know, relationship management, talking to some of the artists that we work with, making sure they're happy, talking about new ideas, seeing how we can improve. Then we can also, or, or I also do a lot of uh, like management day to day. Some some of these artists clients that we have, um, I, I overlook some of their merchandise and like from design to production to um, the marketing to the releases, but um, all these things that I, I mentioned, we have like dedicated people that help as well. Like we've got sure. an amazing marketing team, amazing design team, amazing account managers that manage all of the merchandise and the websites and right. um, e-commerce managers. We have a lot of, you know, great coders that build the websites for them and sure. so a, lot, a lot of effort. We've got about 36 people. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. And was um, traveling a big part before COVID? Because I know you've lived in a couple of different places. So, 
Yeah, I mean, traveling has always been a big part of um, this business for us because we're always trying to represent our brand at festivals and uh, mm -hmm. at festivals and then, you know, go to events. I speak at some business talks. Uh, but being at the festivals, being like at Miami every year, mm -hmm. uh, still yet to make it to AD in Amsterdam, but wow. I'm going to EDC, going to Ultra, going to Coachella. I mean, those things are great networking opportunities. So, I mean, being there is important and yep. um, trying to have someone there from the brand is important every year. That's awesome. And just, a cur I'm curious, who are some of your favorite artists? Like, who are you absolutely not missing when you go to an event? <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> To be honest, like I, I absolutely love Rufus DeSoul. Oh, nice. Yep. They are someone that I would always, I would, I would seek out and see. I also love Odessa so much. Very few people I've seen where I've just had my mind blown. And I think the first mm -hmm. time I saw Odessa, I'll never forget. It was the most incredible experience for me because I, I saw them at Coachella. I, I'd never seen or heard of them before. And it was uh, not when they played the main stage a couple of years ago. It was two mm -hmm. years prior to that. They played a small stage, the Mojave stage. And my friends were either going to go to see our, uh, Gesoffelstein. Okay. Or, or some people were going to Odessa. The Odessa tent was closer. So I'm like, I'm just going to go here. <laughs> and I went there and we went dead center in the middle, close to the front. And uh, I was you know, hoping for a great show. And I, I was so blown away and they had the USC marching band up there. It was the first time anyone had ever done that. Yeah. Uh, so never forget it. Love Odessa, Rufus de Soul. And I love Elenium so much. He's great. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen so many of his shows. He's such a talent. Yep. And then, I mean, it's hard to really say. I love, I've traveled, <laughs> I've traveled far for above and beyond to see like ABGT 100 at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Um, but so many artists. I mean, it's hard to narrow it down, but you sure. know, Adventure Club has been one of my favorites since day one, mm -hmm. but yeah, I would say that's kind of my short list. Yeah, there's, there's a similar vibe. I've never seen Odessa. They're one of those that I feel like because they def they drop their album and they tour it heavily and then they go away for a while, it's one of those rare things, but I, they're pretty high up on my list and I have to agree with you. It's above and beyond one of my favorite artists. There's yeah. just something about their sets that's just like puts me in my feels. <laughs> I love it. But um, I'm curious about working with the artists because like you said, it started slow and now you have so many incredible bracelets on this site. So I have two questions. One, are they on this site for an extremely long time? Do you do limited drops of them? And then two, how do you approach um, some of the newer artists that you're working with? Is it hard to just limit it to a few per month? Um, we honestly, working with them is usually great. I mean, the design process for the bracelet, we kind of just work through what colors they want, what design they want, and then have it on the site. We, we have it on the site for as long. I mean, basically, it's like open-ended. And then right. if it comes to a point where we have, you know, excess inventory and maybe it's just not selling well, then mm -hmm. discuss, you know, do we keep it on the site? What do we do with it? Sure. And we just kind of make a decision as a team if it's, you know, going to continue to create an impact for you know charity or not mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then but yeah we're always coming up with new ones like new artists emerge and become popular and big and we're always trying to stay on top of what's trending and who's you know really got a good following and who's make who could make an impact right and do you have any charities personally that you're invested in or that you're a really big fan of yeah so actually our model has changed a bit so we started off and initially it was the artist picks the charity that they want to support. 
Mm. And then after we did about 100 bracelets, it became a really difficult challenge for accounting every quarter to make, you know, 100 different donations every month. And, right. Um, and we were making very little impact for, you know, 80 of those charities. Mm -hmm. So we decided to listen to some of our advisors and they said, you guys should pick six core charities, which we did. And we call it our greater good fund. And so now all of the bracelets support these six and we, you know, take all the proceeds from the quarter and donate to those six evenly every quarter. One of them is called Charity Water. One of them is yeah. uh, the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. One of them is Tim Ferriss's um, fund with John Hopkins University about um, the research on syllabusin, which is for mental health and depression. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them is Make-A-Wish. One of them is... Um, man, I'm drawing a blank, Ocean Conservancy. Yep. And, uh, but we, we have a great um, little collection of charities that we're all passionate about. And they all, we, awesome. did a, we did a lot of research on them and they all donate 97% or more for their, because sometimes you donate, you know, let's say $100 to a charity and only $15 of it goes to the actual charity. So right, right. really persistent to make sure that we've, we selected six core charities that actually took the money and did something good with it. Sure. No, that's amazing. I wonder in the future too, because I know there's obviously a lot going on right now with like the Black Lives Matter movement and things like that. I wonder yeah. if you guys will ever get like, would you be open to expanding to more charities or doing like limited edition things for things like that that pop up? Well, we are always on top of the trends. And so for the last two quarters this year, we did the first quarter donation to COVID relief. Last quarter was to Black Lives Matter. Awesome. Awesome. So instead of those six charities, we're you know, donating to something that's relevant and very important. Awesome. That's great to hear. And I am curious because I know I know you have a lot of big names on your website, but who who stands out to you? Who are some of your best sellers like time and time again? Man, I think <laughs> Elenium, Skrillex. I mean, I was going to say Elenium. <laughs> I bought that bracelet twice. Said, I think. said the Sky, Excision. I mean, there's so many good ones on there. Yeah. But, um, I mean, the guys that you're listening to are probably the guys that are doing yep. well. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have any um, dream artist that you would love to collaborate with still? <sighs> yes. Oh, definitely. Uh, you don't know Odessa, right? <laughs> R.L. Grime. Ooh, uh, okay. Trying to think who else. Odessa. Yep. Um, <laughs> Rufus DeSoul. We don't have bracelets for them. We're putting it out in the universe right now. Yes. We're manifesting this to happen for you. <laughs> Let's manifest together. That's awesome. Yeah, all those are all those are really good bucket list ones that I've wanted to do and I hope to do someday. Cool. And I'm curious too, just because obviously this you guys have made such a big impact in the EDM community, but what has the response from fans been like in your opinion? I mean, absolutely amazing. I mean, the amount of fans that we have like worldwide are just incredible. For example, I mean, one thing that is so cool to me is we, I mean, people recognize us for what we do and it's humbling. It, just for an example, I went to a party on Friday night at very social distant and safe party. Yep. But there was somebody there who was like, you look familiar. How do I know you? I didn't know her. I didn't know anything about her. Mm -hmm. and, um, we ended up talking and she's like, yeah, I love electronic music. And I was just like, hey, have you ever heard of Electric Family before? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's my company. And she's like, no way. And she pulled out a pair of our sunglasses and had bracelets. And oh, that's awesome. it, was, it was a really cool thing 
to see and experience that. And I always feel so special when that happens. And I've, I've, I've forever loved that. And I love talking about our brand and I love meeting new people. And these people become friends for life. You run into them again and it's the same story, you know, like, hey, mm-hmm. who are you? But um, it, it's very cool. I love that part of it. We meet so many great people. That's awesome. This might, this question might overlap a little with you. And I know you, obviously you're heavily involved and in, you founded this company, but what in general has been the most rewarding part of all of this for you? Wow. So the most rewarding part is definitely giving back to charity. We've gave almost half a million to charity and I'm forever be proud of that yeah. for the rest of my life as that number continues to grow. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are just so happy to be able to create a positive impact in people's lives and, and give back in, in so many ways. And meeting all these amazing artists and amazing people in the community has been such a treat. And I, I forever will be grateful for what this company has done for me in my life, for sure. And then the positive impact that we've been able to make. So it's one thing to make a living and do, do something you love, but it's, it, there's nothing that describes how great it feels to be able to give back as well. Like I never used to be the person that, you know, did a ton of charity work or gave back that much in my free time. I was always trying to work on myself and, but it feels so great. I really, really enjoy it. That's amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, it seriously is such a huge part of this community. And I think if you just mentioned the name, anybody who's heavily involved is aware of it and knows about it. And I hope more people listening now will definitely go check out your site and, you know, buy a bracelet or something from the merch line. But uh, just a few questions to go here. But um, where do you see Electric Family expanding to in the future? I think in the future, we're, we're definitely going to continue to focus on this artist merchandise superstore. That for us is something that's really important to us because I think one thing that fans love, it's supporting their artists. And I mean, one thing that has really helped us make this decision now is the fact that there's no festivals. So, I mean, with no festivals, it's really difficult for fans to acquire artist merchandise. And I mean, when you go to a festival, the artist merchandise booth is always so packed. And so we basically created like an online artist merchandise superstore that's available daily and uh, we, we just wanted to create something new that nobody's ever done before and I think uh, that that is something we're going to continue to expand on as far as where we see the brand going we're, we're definitely going to do some really really big collaborations in the next year and the next couple of years and mm-hmm. hopefully continue to grow I mean we want to do collaborations with huge brands I mean hopefully we can do a collaboration with Adidas or Nike someday that would be the ultimate goal obviously but um, we want to continue to expand in music too I mean it's always been when we started the brand to be honest the the brand had nothing to do with electronic music we just wanted to collaborate with musicians and support the music industry right we just caught fire in the electronic scene because all of the electronics electronic artists were vibing with what we were doing and so every collaboration was electronic because electric family was just electric feeling in the family culture of festivals yeah genre specific name Mm -hmm. and kind of got known as this electronic music brand because we were collaborating with all the electronic artists and um we're happy with that it's not a problem Mm -hmm. but um yeah that's kind of where we see ourselves going hopefully expanding in music expanding and uh working with more artists and and more brands for sure that's amazing yeah and i'm sure obviously i know you touched on it a little bit but the with everything going on with COVID, like how has that affected your day to day? Are you pretty much just working from home? I know it's bad in uh, Los Angeles right now. Yeah. I mean, we're working from home. Everything's 
uh, been completely great, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And um, we are, we're very happy. We're growing so much. Like our workforce has doubled in size this year and working from home has been a blessing. Yeah. And, uh, just trying to do the best we can every single day. Awesome. And lastly, uh, this could be either in your personal life or professionally. What are you most excited about right now? I'm most excited about the return of music festivals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think I'm most excited about some collaborations that we have coming up that I can't unfortunately tell, tell you about. But, <laughs> Uh, we have some really great clients that we're working with coming up that we've never worked with before. And um, man, there's, there's a lot to be excited about We're we're, we're having a strong year. We're growing and awesome. uh, we're, yeah, I, I really just can't tell you about this stuff. No, it's hard to tell you. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff we're excited about for sure. We're going to have a huge black Friday this year. We're doing some really cool collaboration. So I think uh, I'm really excited about that in the near future for sure. Awesome. No, it is. It's really, it's really, really exciting to hear that you guys are growing and doing well. And especially I know as somebody who's passionate about EDM and music festivals, just like keeping the spirit of this community alive. And we know events will come back at some point, maybe not as soon as we want them to, but it is really great to hear that. And uh, before I let you go, plug where everybody can find Electric Family. So yeah, uh, on Instagram, Twitter, we're at Electric Family electricfamily.com is our website. Check us out. Highly recommended if you haven't and you're a fan of music and the electronic scene for sure. And uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Alrighty, you guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Again, huge shout out to Steve for coming on today's podcast. You guys, Go check out Electric Family, check out their website, follow them on Instagram, show them some love. Uh, if you guys are a fan of EDM, I know you will find an artist that you like um, and definitely check out their bracelets. I think it's just so incredible what their company is doing. It's really interesting to see how everything has grown these last few years. And I'm you know, really happy to hear that they're doing well throughout everything that's been going on this year and they're still able to move forward and have new exciting projects in the works. So I'm really excited for them. Uh, I think it's just an incredible movement that they're putting together and I love that they're trying to make a positive impact on this world. So I couldn't be more supportive of the company, you guys. Definitely go check it out. I'm sure you'll find something you like. Uh, they had a whole tie-dye collection this summer that I was like completely obsessed with and I wanted to buy everything. So big fan of that. But again, if you're more of like a casual wearer, I'm telling you the artist bracelets are where it's at. I love those. So again, huge shout out to Steve. Uh, next up, we are going to jump right into our EDM news segment. I've got quite a few things to cover here. So first up, where should we go? I'm going to start with Pasquale's announcement, which is kind of old news at this point. Sometimes that happens with the EDM news segment. I write things down and then by the time the next week comes around, it's old news. But that's what happens. So basically, Insomniac had announced a new festival. It was called Day Trip Festival, and it is next year, obviously, uh, July 3rd, 2021. This is a house music festival, which I know a lot of people are really excited about. I'm personally pumped to see Insomniac embracing house music. They always have, but you can see that there's an emphasis on it now because EDC this year was supposed to have a new stage and it was going to be a house music stage, which so freaking excited about that. And now here they are coming out with an all house music festival. So um, 
I was going to tell you guys the announcement about it, but it's already sold out at this point. So <laughs> it completely sold out. It's apparently sold out in just over an hour. Um, there is a waitlist available, you guys. So you can go to daytripfest.com slash waitlist if you want to get on there and get a ticket. I'm sure people bought a whole bunch uh, and are going to be selling them because it's literally almost a year away from now. So that is going to be really cool. I'm excited for anybody who gets to attend that. Uh, in other news... I'm sad to report that Eric Murillo was actually found dead at 49 years old in his Florida home this past week. This news sent shockwaves throughout the entire EDM community. I know there were a ton of artists who were posting photos and condolences to his family um, because this obviously was very shocking. He was only 49 years old. I believe there was no... They said there was no apparent signs of foul play and the cause of death was going to be determined. One thing people kept bringing up in all these articles was this was a month after he was accused of sexual battery on a woman in December. So some people were a little suspicious of some maybe something is going on, but nothing has been determined yet. So I will keep you guys posted on all of that, but definitely sending condolences out to his family. I know that's a huge loss for the EDM community. Um, in other news, you guys, I did want to mention a new documentary that's coming out that was brought to my attention, and I think it's absolutely incredible, and I can't wait to watch it. So I believe it comes out September 19th. This is a new documentary about women in the EDM, EDM industry. It stars Rez, Alice in Wonderland, Nervo, Sherelle, Tyga Paw, and Toki Monsta, just to name a few of the women. And I'm going to read from their website. Uh, you can go to underplayedthefilm.com to read about this. But it says, Electronic music was born from the ideals of diversity, community, and inclusivity. And yet in 2019, only five of the top 100 DJs were women. Filmed over the summer festival season, Underplayed presents a portrait of the current status of gender, ethnic, and sexual equality issues through the lens of the female pioneers, next generation artists, and industry leaders who are championing the change and inspiring a more diverse pool of role models for future generations. Ultimately, the film explores how gender disparity happens, a theme that transcends music and finds relevance in many of today's industries. So I think that's absolutely amazing. You guys can watch the trailer. I cannot wait to watch it. I mean, I've talked about this before on the podcast and I would love, I definitely have plans to have some female artists on this podcast just to talk about things like that and gender inequalities in the music industry. But I think this is amazing. It's definitely something that's prevalent in the EDM community and you see it time and time again. I've called festivals out for their lineups not being diverse enough in general and also not having enough female artists on them so yes I think that's amazing and again that's called underplayed if you guys want to look that up um what else do I have uh in other news Lost Lands announced that they're doing another rendi uh, rendition of Couch Lands so if you guys are a fan of the festival this one is going to be coming up uh September 25th and 26th I believe the lineup at this point hasn't been announced yet but excision will obviously be playing as a headliner role it's going to be on their twitch channel so you can go to twitch i believe it's slash lost lands and check that out and i believe that would have been the weekend that lost lands would have actually taken place so i know it's not the same thing it's very bittersweet but 
there will be something to watch nevertheless. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I also wanted to read this article from Dancing Astronaut. I thought this was interesting. So Amazon Music is going to be integrating artists live streaming through their Twitch partnership. So it says Amazon further utilizing their ownership of Twitch this week is now integrating live streaming for artists directly with Amazon Music. The addition to the service is available as of September 1st for all tiers of Amazon Music membership and is said to offer seamless integration for an artist's live stream and history of releases. Uh, And then this was the director of Amazon Music was saying live streaming was an obvious next step for us. If you couple that with on-demand streaming, the fact that a fan can go directly from engaging with an artist via live stream and move into an on-demand consumption is really powerful. The partnership's new interface invites artists to connect their Twitch accounts to Amazon Music, where their streaming sessions, be it a live set, Q&A, or tutorials, will then be listed on their artist page. Further, Amazon Music members will be notified anytime an artist they are a fan of goes live on Twitch. So, you know, people just jumping into the streaming game. We knew all these changes were going to happen. So I think that's pretty interesting. If you guys have Amazon Music, now you can check out some live streams. Uh, And last up, um, ADE, which is the Amsterdam dance event. I believe it always happens in October. They just announced that they're going to be having some COVID proof seating at shows. So it says... Now, after working in close collaboration with the Amsterdam City Council, AID has curated new 2020 events under the AID Specials banner. In an official statement, AID confirmed that the new events will be held throughout Amsterdam, which will comply with public safety guidelines put forth by the government. The AID team has worked hard to be able to deliver the best possible AID experience while ensuring public health and government guidelines, the statement says. In doing so, we have collaborated closely with the city council and the city's venues to host a balanced series aid specials throughout Amsterdam. Five venues have been confirmed for aid specials events thus far, including, I don't, I'm not going to even try to pronounce those. Um, the official statement also confirmed that there are more venues and events to be announced soon and digital aid events will also persist, which include DJ sets, conferences, masterclasses, studio tours, and more. I think that's absolutely amazing. That's something I want to attend in the future. I've never been to Amsterdam and it's just such an incredible city for the EDM community. So I think that's amazing. And hopefully one day I will get to attend some events there. It'd be so cool. Uh, Last up, you guys, I'm going to do my songs of the week here and then I will let you all go. So what do we have this week? These are from my New Music Friday playlist. So if some of you guys don't know, Every Friday morning, I post on my Instagram stories my top picks of the week. So these are all the new releases that come out in dance music. And then I have a playlist that I curate everything on on Spotify called New Music Friday. So if you ever want to check that out, you can follow along with it. It's updated every single week. So this week, I really loved Mala's new song. Love Mala. Big Mala fan. Uh, His song Hell is so much fun. It's what you would expect from him. Very baseline driven. Kind of like a deep, not deep, bass house, bouncy, groovy, dancey song. It's a really fun track from him. So I really liked that. I was a massive fan of this song called Girl with the Bat. And it's from Idris Elba, Shadow Boxer, and N. Fostel. Guys, I fuck with the song so hard. It's such a great Usually Idris Elba, I believe, is a techno artist, but I'm not sure if this is techno or tech house. I'm sorry. I'm getting into subgenres now, but it's such a fun party song. I can't can't not dance to it. It's so much fun. So check out Girl with the Bat. 
if you just need a good like party vibe good dancey kind of song and lastly the song fire by i think it's yitram elderbrook and martin garrix this is one of those songs that was like very unexpected I did not expect this at all. What an interesting collaboration. I love anything that Elderbrook does. He's a really awesome house artist if you guys aren't familiar with him. And then you add Martin Garrix into the mix, which I thought was really cool. And it's more of a minimal house, kind of tech house kind of track, um, a little bit more chill. But I really like the whole vibe of that as well. And that's called Fire. So again, you can check out all of these in my new music Friday playlist um, that's updated every Friday morning. All right, you beautiful people. We made it till the end of the episode here. Thank you all so much for hanging out with me today. And thank you again to Steve for coming on today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview and enjoyed learning more about Electric Family. I couldn't sing their praises anymore. I think it's incredible what they're doing. So check out their website. Give them a follow on Instagram at Electric Family and go show them some love. And just to wrap things up here, you guys, I would absolutely love and appreciate it if you guys could screenshot this and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. Thank you so much for the love. I really, really appreciate it, you guys. You can also rate and review on iTunes and subscribe on YouTube to both of our channels. So full episodes are on youtube.com slash Emma Capotis. And then we have our new Rave Culture Cast Clips channel for weekly highlights and bonus interviews. It's going to be so much fun, guys. It's a lot of work, but I'm really, really having fun with it. I'm going all out with the podcast. This is going to be a big month for us. So definitely stay tuned next week for the giveaway winner's announcement. And of course, stay tuned uh, and join the Facebook group to have a first sneak peek at the upcoming merch line. Facebook group is getting first access to everything. Just so you know, you guys get the perks. You're like the core group. You know what I mean? And we're going to have a new family Zoom call again at some point. So you guys can check that out. There's always a link in the bio if you want to join that group. And I think that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for being here and listening to today's episode. Really hope you enjoyed it. And I will be back next Wednesday with a new one. Bye, guys.